This is Monster of the Week. I'm Jeremy Greer. It's with Chris and Jeremy. I'm Chris Mosier. Sam has broken Dean's all whack. You broke my heart, Bobby. You happy? Please bring fun cast back. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single episode of Supernatural in chronological order. This week, yes, yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. I don't know why I was questioning that, but it's absolutely true. Uh, we're back, everybody. How, how are you, Chris? What's happening? Let's cut to the frickin' chase, Jeremy. Oh, shit. We're going right into it. Okay. This episode sucks. I love it. It's a really good sucks. episode. Yeah. It's a really good episode, and it sucks. Okay? So you make that perfectly clear. It's You, you love it, uh, and you, you love to hate it. I love to hate it, and love it, and it's really good. It's a great piece of television is great love letter to to a character and it fucking sucks it's 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 a it's a pretty devastating episode mm-hmm. in a lot of different ways man uh there were a couple of times where i got like i'm not going to say genuinely emotional because i get i get emotional a lot watching supernatural chris i think we mean mm-hmm. you both know that mm-hmm. uh i got a little choked up i got a little choked up man like i got i got a little i got a little um got a little misty got a little yes, frequent got a little misty uh, yeah it's uh it's rough before we get into this though let's uh thank everybody over at patreon.com slash monster of the week for uh yes. donating a few dollars a month and getting cool rewards like access to our discord channel uh postcards in the mail all that kind of good cool stuff uh go check that mm-hmm, out mm-hmm. um as of this recording there will probably excuse me if you're listening to this the day it comes out there should be two episodes that are exclusive to patreon people where we cover uh the supernatural yeah. comic books so uh enjoy mm-hmm. that <clears throat> and enjoy those um and thank you specifically to allison uh, who is our latest uh patreon person yes, yes pledge yes. whatever you want to call them <laughs> cool people so yeah we're, we're this week we're going to be talking about um season seven episode 10 titled death's door uh but before we get into the meat of that episode chris why don't you tell us what is happening with our boys Oh, I don't know. Maybe their nearest and dearest friend and the only father figure they've got left has been shot in the head by a bullet from the gun of a dick. Uh, of a literal All dick. right, Jeremy? Mm-hmm. Dick, dick Roman, to be exact. The head of the Leviathan. Last man. time they found the Leviathans, were, they got these nefarious plans. They're creating some food processing bullshit that's hurting people. I don't know. Bobby got caught. He got some secret plans, but he also got shot in the goddamn head. And now the boys, are they don't know what to do. And I don't know what to do either. It's uh, it's very distressful. The last episode ended in kind of a cliffhanger, uh, even though this isn't like a, a part one or part two. But uh, yeah, Bobby got shot in the head. We don't really know what's up with that. Yeah. Uh, this episode is called Death's Door. It was written by Sarah Gamble and directed by Robert Singer. Aired on mm-hmm. December 2nd, 2011. Bobby revisits his, revisits his past. As Sam and Dean race the clock on a high-stakes mission, Bobby seeks the help of an unlikely old friend to solve one of the most personal cases of his life. What is with this garbage description? What do you, th- Dean and Sam and Dean aren't racing anything. <laughs> There's no high-stakes mission. Anywhere. They are, in <laughs> fact, sitting around doing nothing. Uh, what does it say? What's an un- unexpected old friend or something? Whatever. Sp- of course, this is Bobby's only old friend. Yeah, we, we only know Bobby to have one friend. 
right? Yeah. Like, even uh, I mean, he pretends not to know uh, Sheriff Jody, so they can't really consider. Yeah, he's Megager. That's all that is. <laughs> Bobby with the pickup artist routine. <laughs> um. Yeah this this episode is is really good, but it's mm-hmm. it's also it's also very sad. Uh, yeah, this cold open is just them. Okay, I need to stop acting the way I'm acting. <laughs> <laughs> our cold I need, to, I need to settle down it's not real Chris it's take, okay. a, t- take a breath you can get emotional at the end of this <laughs> uh, so we're in the van where we left off the last episode where Sam was handing back the, the hat with the bullet hole to Bobby and there was no response so now we get Sam in the back seat trying to get a pulse um, freaking out they're, they're yelling at Bobby Dean is calling find out where the hospital is he's racing in this van uh, they're in full panic mode um, they've been through a lot of shit together but I think Sam even says something like uh I'm not, I, you know, I'm not an EMT. Like I can't like stitch up a bullet hole. Like, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know first aid for a hit for a, a sh- for being shot in the head is what he says, yeah. <laughs> which is, I mean, pretty accurate, right? Like, I mean, they teach you a lot of yeah. things at Smanford, but probably not how to extract bullets from the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> they're taking him to the hospital, uh, and we get this weird zoom, Chris, that I find. Just if you just isolated this itself, I'm, I'm going to hopefully find a GIF of it. Uh, this weird zoom where it goes into like where the bullet is, like the bullet hole, and goes directly yes. into Bobby's brain. And it's just yeah. like I know they were trying to tell us like, okay, now we're in Bobby's brain time, we're in like dream time or whatever. But it's the most goofy way that they could possibly do that. It's very goofy because uh, this isn't some sort of any kind of spiritual anything. It's just in in the brain, right inside of that old noggin. Um, but yeah, we cut into that and we see uh, the forest from last episode where the boys, I think I said they looked badass because they were just in the woods in their L.L. Bean gear. Uh, and they were uh, looking at like Ranger Wreck or whoever hung upside down. And uh, it's just it's just that same that same footage, that same area. But then suddenly Bobby realizes something bad is going to happen. Something's not right here or, or maybe something bad has already happened. Uh, and it's Bobby starting to kind of eat like dream Bobby, Bobby inside starting to recognize something's wrong outside yeah and he just he just kind of looks down and says balls in a really good way <laughs> like that's his rea- bleeding from the head yeah that's that's his reaction to finding out that like something like he's he's something's happened going wrong um so at this point this is gonna be a really relatively tough episode to talk about because uh mm-hmm. bobby's gonna go on kind of a journey throughout his memories and uh every time he enters a different door essentially he's going to go to a different memory and these things can happen pretty quickly. Like it, it doesn't necessarily need a door either. He can just, he can turn around and be in a different memory. So it's really hard to keep track of what, what he, what memory he's currently in and everything. Cause it happens pretty fast. And also they keep mm-hmm. cutting back to real world Sam and Dean who are essentially just at the hospital, like waiting for news and having some, some right. misadventures of their own. Um, so the, the very misadventures, misadventures in the hospital, like, you know, like, like Winchester's do, um, presumably <laughs> this stuff. is yeah, Hunter stuff. Yeah. The, presumably this is the same hospital that Sheriff Jody was in, but hopefully not. Right. Cause that, that's when I was loaded down. Yeah. We have, events. we have no way to know. <laughs> no, no clue. Uh, the first thing that Bobby does is he says, uh, he, he says, Hey, I didn't, I didn't get the, uh, I didn't get, I didn't tell Sam and Dean what I found from Dick Roman's office. So he writes down a mm-hmm. number on a piece of paper and puts it in his back pocket so he can remember it. Um, right. And then as soon as he's done with that, he, he starts having this memory of his wife, Karen. Have we seen Karen? Karen showed, showed up before in an episode, correct? Yeah. When she was resurrected from the dead in season five, we saw yeah. her. I think this is the same actress. It's been a while. I believe, I believe it's the same actress. Um, they're having a, uh, a romantic interlude. He's carrying a, 
a glass of wine to her. She's she's wearing a negligee with like off the shoulder, you know, one yeah. strap hanging off the shoulder. Obviously, looking looking to to kind of maybe relax a little bit with one another. Yeah, I was you know like wabba flubba. What is wabba, going on here? Wabba flubba, indeed. Uh, <laughs> and so Karen wants to talk. Like so, she like tells him to come down. Like let, let let's talk. And then all of a sudden, there's a, there's a storm blowing through. And as he goes to the window, he sees this uh, incredibly bad CGI moon that looks like seventeen, Very like good. just yep. a super huge moon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he also sees this little boy kind of running towards the house, and he's confused because he remembers this memory, but he doesn't remember uh, the storm or the little boy. So I guess it spoilers for this episode because I saw that kid, and I was like, oh, it's young Bobby. But I don't know if I just remembered that or if I just kind of assumed it, that's what it was. I um I definitely I, I I don't know I don't remember when I first watched this episode, um but I I definitely think it's pretty easy to pick up that this, this is young Bobby like he's he's wearing flannel number one he's wearing flannel or like a vest and I'm like yeah, yeah, okay yeah. yeah he's got this is and he little bean kids like right here he doesn't have any hair and he's got a full beard despite being <laughs> twelve years old so it's pretty obviously Bobby I think he's got to fit the whiskey with them. <laughs> Uh, he turns around and all of a sudden he's he's no longer in his bedroom with his wife. He is uh standing at the entrance of a church with his with his friend Rufus, uh, who I am delighted to see return. Like as much as yeah. they, as much as I kind of uh don't like you know killing characters off and bringing them back in weird ways. Like I am down to see Rufus in any form, and I, I I'm gonna have some issues with the way that Supernatural handles Rufus in this episode, but for now I'm just very glad to see him in his extremely 70s earring. <laughs> Yeah, that earring, man. My uncle used to rock one of those things, and they're just—they're sweet. They're awful, and they are so weak. I mean, if if you can, like, I, I feel like you just you just automatically pull it off if you're brave enough to wear it outside. You know what I'm saying? That's, you know, that's what I try to tell myself when I do. Start. Like, I wear this. Like, I have a big uh, wide brim hat that I wear when it rains sometimes, and I just mm-hmm. tell myself, Chris, you got to own this, and then nobody will think you're weird for it. Yeah. Unfortunately, absolutely. I haven't quite mastered the owning part of it, so I think uh, everyone thinks I'm weird. You gotta uh, you gotta own ex- the hat. You can't let the hat own you that's, that's you right that's 100 percent right <laughs> so wise words uh bobby turns around and sees this little kid who just runs up and says that um i, I wrote down that god is going to punish you was the line god yes, is going yes, to punish that's, you that is the line that, that is, is the line. line okay which is weird because we're gonna find out like this is obviously young bobby and like the the god is gonna punish you thing i thought i, I assumed that i just misheard and was gonna be his dad because we're gonna have some we're gonna have some bad dads in this episode we're gonna have a lot of bad mm-hmm. dads in this episode i uh um, i very much appreciate that throughout all this bobby is with it even though he is totally knocked off of his shit he is still like i have these numbers i need to get these to the boys i need rufus to help me like he he's still being a hunter and i appreciate that they allow him to not just be 100 percent carried away by everything that's happening i mean he is carried away by it but he is still doing his best to keep himself grounded and i appreciate that about bobby chris if i had stubbed my toe i would call in sick to work and bobby got shot in the head and is finishing i'd call yeah i'd I'd call the police if i stubbed my toe i'd be like i need to be airlifted out of here please send a helicopter immediately no i don't just need the ambulance i need the police i would like to press charges bring the jaws of life because i'm not going to be able to answer the door like this you're going to need to break in my toenail feels pretty bruised (laughs) it's turning a weird color y'all i don't i don't like this um so yeah, like Bobby actually, you know, getting shot in the head and finishing this mission, which um 
we, and we don't know what this is. This is just a, a meaningless piece of information right now. So, uh, but still going to this is pretty admirable. And uh, I think this is how Metal Gear Solid Five starts. It's close. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's close. <laughs> I don't remember much about the because I've considered that in the very end of Metal Gear Solid Five the worst parts of Metal Gear Solid Five. But yeah, we don't, <laughs> interesting. We, we probably don't need to talk about that that game too much. I think we might we might come to blows. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the podcast will fall to pieces at our feet. Uh, yeah, so we're at the church. We're uh, what are we doing? Okay, now he walks into the church. Yeah, and that's when everything starts shaking and like the lights start going out. And uh, this choir yeah. that Rufus, we should mention that Rufus is dressed up like a, a, as a uh, like a pest control exterminator. Yeah, pest yeah. control. These choir members start blinking out of existence, and that's when a Reaper shows up. Um, he's just mm-hmm. credited as Bobby's Reaper, so we don't know this guy's name. So we're just going to call him Bobby's Reaper the whole Bobby's time. Reaper. At least yeah. it's not Tessa again because <laughs> she's showing up a whole lot. Although, hey, I would I wouldn't mind to be in Tessa either. I, I, I love like, Tessa. I, I love but, Tessa yeah. quite a bit. So. Um, uh, did Tessa die? I like this is effect here. To, is that what happened to Tessa? I don't know. Who, she's a freaking Reaper. I don't know. Yeah, um, anyway. all, we should really know this shit. We do a podcast about Supernatural. Anyway, so all the lights start going out. And I liked this effect. Like the, the choir vanishes, mm-hmm. and then the lights all go out, and then Bobby's like, oh, god damn it. Or he probably says balls. And then he turns around, and, and sure enough, there's this Reaper there. Uh, who's giving him the usual Reaper spiel? Like, hey, bucko, you can't run away from me. Yeah, basically saying, hey, you know, just just give up, bucko. Comma space bucko. It's in the script. Mm-hmm. Look it up. Um, Look it up. Uh, but, you know, just just come with me. Like, you don't have to fight this. You can just come with me and be done. Like, aren't you tired, basically? And mm-hmm. um, Bobby does pretty much the, like, oh, is that an airplane behind you? And then the guy turns around. <laughs> and Bobby just, like, turns around and jets. <laughs> yeah, we just see Bobby running down the aisle. <laughs> There's a there's a running gag on my other podcast, Days of Future Cast. Um, anytime Mister Sinister shows up, and at the end of it, like when they're you know like the the, the battles have been fought and they're about to like go grab Mister Sinister, there's always a moment where you just the, the camera goes over. Mister Sinister is literally just running away down an alley, <laughs> like "See ya, <laughs> I'm out." <laughs> and this is what this feels like to me. He just turns around and runs directly away, which is uh, you're gonna have to get a, a a gif of this moment <laughs> of Bobby. I can definitely do that. At this point, um, when he runs through the door to follow Rufus, he runs. He goes back into his to his house, where mm-hmm. uh, Sam and Dean are in the middle of a pretty heated argument over who's a bigger badass, Chuck Norris or Jet Li. Chris, I need you to answer this question for me: Chuck Norris or Jet Li? Interesting that they were arguing Chuck Norris and Bruce Lee because they fought in uh, that movie. But I think Bruce Lee is the obvious choice. I don't know. I think Jet Li's cooler than. Chuck Norris, because I think uh, martial arts is cooler than like cowboys, but and I also was a little bit drained out on those Chuck Norris memes. But what do you think? I um, you know, I grew up uh, watching a lot of Chuck Norris movies. Um, when I was kind of in my teens, I discovered Jet Li and started got to get into that kung fu kind of movie, especially the bad kung fu movies. Um, mm. right now where I am in, in this world, I never ever want to see Chuck Norris's face again. So I just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna go Jet Li. Um, Same. <laughs> <laughs> If you would ask me this question maybe 20 years ago, you would have actually 20 years ago, you would have probably gotten the same answer. Uh, so, I, I, yeah, probably just gently. Let's just say gently. And, and Let's just it. say gently. Uh, Bobby ignores this fight and goes to walk into his kitchen uh, where he encounters his mom who is who is setting mm-hmm. the table and uh, basically tells tells Bobby, hey, you need to go clean up. You don't want to make him angry. And, uh, and and when I mentioned that this this thing is going to skip around, I was absolutely just was, was mm-hmm. telling the truth. Boom, he's back on the he's, hunt with Rufus. He's back with Rufus. Yeah. Uh, and then we must go to a commercial break or something. We got to take a big old fat 
breath because oh, man, <laughs> telling you it's uh it just it just it's just you just i mean this is like the first 10 minutes of the episode it's all over the place yeah and then we see sam and dean at the hospital freaking out as as bobby is being operated on basically uh they're trying to deal with the bullet to the head situation but that's kind of it we just see the boys like in chaos just to sort of i think remind us like this this is the present day situation that's going on it isn't just bobby on some dream journey like he is in dire peril right now uh and then it cuts back to the church again where bobby and rufus are hunting uh, a ghost and i like that even within this we actually get a little bit of like here's a ghost story about a woman who uh who stood up at the altar and she killed herself in the church and she was buried here and now she haunts the place uh and attacks any men who are unfaithful to their wives and it's like you get this like little little lore dump right here just because it's it's really i really like this i was as as i was watching this last night i was just thinking like this is so cool that you know there's supernatural has so much shorthand with this stuff that they can just say like oh yeah it's a ghost we have to salt and burn her bones uh she she just kills people that like she kills heartbreakers she's the heartbreaker ghost or whatever we have to cuck that ghost we have to cuck Jesus Christ. <laughs> we can't start using sorry. the word cuck on this podcast. This is too much. No, we're not gonna. We're not gonna. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. But it was a real situation that's gonna happen in the outtakes. You'll hear it later. Yeah, later. yeah, yeah. Definitely listen very to sorry. the end, everybody. Very sorry. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I really enjoy all of this. Like, this 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 idea of just, like, having a very, very brief hunt in the middle of all of this, like, meta plot craziness is, is very fun. Um, yeah. The ghost grabs uh, Bobby... And uh, starts like choking him or whatever. And yeah, uh, she Ruth- calls him a heartbreaker. Yeah, and I wonder, I wonder whose heart Bobby broke. Don't worry, listeners, we'll get there in about Oops. four minutes. Hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Rufus saves him, and then the ghost like throws Rufus into a uh, to a ledge, which gives Bobby enough time to salt and burn the bones. Um, just so like, a, or just a real quick ghost fight in the middle of this weird dream journal in the yeah. middle of Bobby dying in the ER. <laughs> Somebody was reviewing this script and was like, "You get all the emotional punches, but what you're, what you're missing here is a ghost fight." Yeah. You're like, no problem, boss. We got it. We're on it. Don't worry. Yeah, Robert or Sarah Gamble wrote this, so she was probably like, "I got that. Don't worry about it. All good." <laughs> Ghost fight? Yeah, I do that in my sleep. Um, I can, I can, I can crank one of those out, no problem. Uh, so they go back to the hospital, and this time uh, the doctor who have they have stabilized Bobby. The doctors and the nurses have, but uh, he's very touch and go, um, and he he's he's not in great condition. They really can't do anything to Bobby at this point. Like they just kind of have to wait and see uh, for him to get get a little stronger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's not looking too great. Our boys have never looked so upset. It really draws a lot of parallels to, of course, the last time they were in this situation, which is. Uh, I, I guess actually it was Sam and John over Dean, huh? Yep. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't Sam and Dean over John, um, because Dean later on he makes some references to how you know this is what you tried to do when Dad died, but this is different. Blah blah blah. Uh, but yeah, I forget that it was actually Sam and John standing over Dean while they they waited for him to uh, to come back, and he was running from the Reaper, all that stuff. Uh, it's kind of a similar journey that they're taking the character on here except they go a lot deeper into the dive uh for bobby here yeah this is this this, this is uh, all of the sam and dean stuff are is really emotionally powerful the uh yeah. it's especially the stuff that dean is going to do here in a few minutes um but but you can definitely see they are extremely distressed by this and they're handling it in much different ways sam is is kind of calm and asking questions he's obviously distressed but he's you know asking questions and then dean is basically insisting like you know hey you, you just gotta fix him what are you doing what, what, what are you why are you talking to me you right. go, go fix him they're dealing with things in a very sam and a very dean way absolutely uh, and it's 
it's characterization that they don't even spend a lot of time looking at so much, other than, like, when I first watched this, I probably was like, wow, Dean gets all the great scenes, and they don't do anything with Sam again. But this time watching it, I Dean does get a lot of really great scenes here. But Sam is being 100% Sam. Sam is like, I'm going to stand here and I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to be involved. Especially season seven, Sam, who's not out for revenge all the time. Who is just, <laughs> you know, this is how I need to confront the situation is by being on top of it and being proactive and asking the questions and, and being involved, blah, 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 whatever. Uh, while Dean is just like, this isn't fucking happening. Everything's going to be okay. I'm going to punch shit until everything is okay because yeah. I can't deal with all the bad anymore. Which is uh, kind of interesting for Dean because he... You know he's been he's been so uh, he's been almost checked out with uh, this mm-hmm. hunting thing. Like in the, in the most recent episode, in the last episode, he was basically saying like, "Hey, the world's trying to kill itself. Why why do we keep trying to save it? Like, what are we doing here? We're, right. we're spinning our wheels." Um, uh, it's just it, it's it's just a, it's just a reversal, and I I really enjoy. <laughs> Man, Jensen Ackles just kills the shit so good. He Chris. absolutely <laughs> destroys it. I love um, this. We're not we're not there quite yet. I guess no, so. we're not we're not there yet. Back so, into uh, Bobby's noggin, and he's seeing Kid Bobby again. And I guess this is the scene where he finally like recognizes him, kind of, or starts to recognize him as as his kid self. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's he's standing outside of a hospital, and he turns around, and Rufus is is coming out of the hospital after that head wound that he got. Um, and he starts to tell Bobby. That he basically just had a near-death experience, and he had to kind of, like, to have go through an experience that Bobby's going through right now. He's going through doors, and he's finding his way through his memories. Uh, and he says the only way that he was able to come out of, of his situation uh, was by diving down into his deepest, darkest memories, uh, confronting them, and then opening the door through there. And that allowed him to come back. Uh, and he compares it to kind of having your life flash before your eyes, except it's this process of, of going through everything and, and coming back out. Yeah, this, um, it, it, also I just want to note that, uh, as he was like being wheeled out, he, he looks at the nurse and is like, Hey, call me later. <laughs> so he's definitely like charming yeah. the, the nurses, which I think is, cause you know, the earring does most of that, most, most of that light work for him. It gets him most yeah. of the way there. Yeah. Uh, the earring does all the heavy lifting. Uh, this, this is basically like explaining what's going to happen for the rest of the episode and what Bobby has to do, which I find kind of, uh, I find it kind I don't know what the word I'm looking for here is. My, I, I want to say basic for some reason. Uh, I feel like this is something that Bobby could have just figured out for himself too, but maybe right. they just Unless wanted... it's supposed to be, this scene is Bobby remembering, remembering. having this conversation. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm down with that. Okay, I'm, I'm cool and with like, that. Finding me like, this is in my head somewhere. Where, where have I acknowledged this at some point? And then he keys into that. And then he tells Dream Rufus about what's happening and the situation he's in. Uh, and it's just funny because Rufus is like, so you tell me I'm inside your head right now. Okay. I guess I'll help you. It's really weird that he takes it at face value and then like, sure enough, it, you know, it, it's in Bobby's head. So why couldn't he just go along with it? But I just thought it was interesting where Sam and Dean didn't even believe him earlier in the dream. <laughs> yeah. But now Rufus is like, hey, all right, buddy, whatever. I'll go along with you. I am. Um, so this is what I was alluding to when I said I had a problem with the way that this episode treats Rufus, because I didn't, I found it kind of unbelievable as I was watching that, like they would treat him as an external character with his own motivations. But when you said the thing about like Bobby remembering this conversation and then that's, Mm -hmm. that's how he's kind of figures things out. Um, it it actually, 
it, it makes this better for me because if he's remembering Rufus in the kind of depth and way that Rufus, like if he's remembering his friendship with Rufus in such detail that Rufus can assist him in his coma brain, like that's a pretty dope friendship, right? Like that makes that relationship yeah. all the more powerful. So, and it's also I, uh, remembering the good parts of the relationship and the, and the good parts of Rufus and not any of the bad stuff because it's in his head. So he doesn't have to take that stuff. Like he even remembers, uh, like you know, Rufus jokes with him is like, am I like, I'm one of your good, one of your, this is one of your best memories. And I'm in it <laughs> like kind of screws with them a little bit. And that yeah. that's a good relationship, right? Like that, that, those are, there's a two dudes that obviously care a lot about each other. Yeah. Um, so Rufus helps him focus in from here on to his like worst memory or what Bobby thinks is his worst memory. And we're back and we're with Bobby's wife. Uh, and she is upset about him lying. Uh, and I was like, whoa, 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 did Bobby cheat on his wife? That doesn't make any sense. But it turns out she married this man. She really wanted kids. She wanted to have a family. And I guess we were coming off of a conversation where Bobby just said, I don't want kids. I don't want a family. I break everything I touch. And she's really upset about this. This has been something that she feels like she was betrayed, that she was expecting, you know, Bobby promised her a family or whatever, promised her this life she wanted. And now he's denying it to her. And, um, this is definitely a conversation you have before you get married. And it sounds like this conversation didn't really happen. So she's very upset. Uh, and she, uh, I think, does she call him a heartbreaker? Or no, she says that he broke her heart and that's where it kind of comes. Uh, yes. The ghost called it. The, the ghost, ghost called him a, a heartbreaker. And Ruth has asked him like, what, you know, you seem like the, like a family man. Whose heart did you break? <clears throat> so now we're, we're seeing that played out here. Um, a couple of things about this conversation. Number one, the, the actress playing Karen Singer yeah. is amazing. And she is like pouring a lot of emotion and a lot of mm-hmm. realness into this. That I, they, they could have gone horribly wrong. So, so props to her. Right. Um, also, this the way that they filmed this is really interesting to me because Rufus is in the room watching this. Like sharing with Bobby's pain in a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Karen is going through Bobby's memories. And and responding to Bobby as if he was talking. Like at one point he doesn't say anything at all, and she she and she that's exactly what you that's what exactly what, what do you mean that, that, that you don't know what to do or, or whatever. Uh, right. and so I really like that idea that this it's almost like it's on a tape, like it's a brain tape that he's just yep. playing out, yep. and then it's still yep. a part of something he's thought about a million times before. He doesn't have to like be actively it, participating in it. It's just happening. And uh, the the idea of this oh. argument, like I, I definitely. Uh, I definitely think they had this conversation before because here's the thing. She wouldn't feel betrayed if they just didn't have the conversation. I think they had the conversation and he just straight up lied, but was not willing to, or maybe like he, he lied and then like wouldn't had a secret vasectomy or he's been, you know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) not not even as a joke, like, cause we're going to find out later, like why he doesn't want to have kids. And it's because of this incredibly abusive and fucked up relationship with his dad. Keep saying, I break everything I touch. It's, you know, it's, it's, threaded throughout the whole thing that's that's what she shouts back in his face that's what i was trying to remember because he says you know i'm so sorry about this real like real time bobby says i'm so sorry and she screams back what do you mean you break everything you touch what is that even supposed to mean uh yeah re- really really good she uh and, and yeah he at the end of this 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 conversation she yells you broke my heart just go away and then uh bobby says that three days after this this fight she got possessed and uh the fight is the biggest regret of his life even mm-hmm. over uh, stabbing her to death, because because uh, and he says all through that I was thinking we never got to get past this. So oh. if we if we're in, dude, 
this this thing is just taking my heart and breaking it into a million pieces. Uh, but Bobby says here right before that he says to her is just so you know I'm sorry I never stopped being sorry and his face in the scene it I got choked up looking at his face and then him saying this was what they never got to get past it's worse than the stabbing it's this moment man oh because it's of course this is what he relives more than the act that took her life is the act that broke their relationship that never got to be mended oh man i mean just rough and just imagining like the idea of bobby stabbing his 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 uh, what he probably think thinks is crazy wife right like she went crazy not mm-hmm. understanding that mm-hmm. she's been possessed just stabbing her over and over again and thinking like oh god we didn't we didn't we weren't able to da, 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 da. oh jesus fuck yeah. <laughs> chris it hurts it hurts so much it hurts a lot it hurts it's nothing's fine i'm torn uh and then so we go we go through to the next memory <laughs> uh so they set this up like this is his worst memory and um <clears throat> when he opens the door it's a it's a it's a blinding flash of light uh, there's a commercial break, and then the, it does that that really cool thing that doesn't work when you're not watching with commercials, where it repeats the last scene, so you have context for it. Yeah, which does he's not work when you're watching door. this. <laughs> yeah, he's going through a fog yeah, door in Dark Souls twice. Dark. Yeah, this next memory of Bobby's is uh, almost just as heartbreaking. It's a extremely young Bobby. Rufus comment comments like it looks like you weren't drinking as much then because you look pretty good. <laughs> Um, it's an extremely young Bobby in like a weird, like a loose necked turtleneck thing, but still with like a with hat the vest and a jacket. And the flannel on. over it, but it's yeah. tucked in turtleneck still. It, like, 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 like hipster LLB model, right? He's like, LLB. He's, this whole thing is an LLB. This whole thing is LLB. Um, so, but he's with a, a very young boy who is very quickly identified as Dean Winchester. Uh, we have not seen this actor play Dean Winchester. This is kind of a younger Dean than, than we, well, no, I guess it's not younger. Uh, it's just a different Dean. Uh, and he's asking like, Hey Bobby, what are we going to do today? And Bobby's like, I don't know, man. What, what, what do you want to do? He says, well, yeah, he's like, I think he says that John was like, we're supposed to said, we're supposed to practice shooting the, the shotgun today. But Bob's I'm, like, I'm, no, Bob, dad Bob, says Jesus. I'm supposed to practice the double barrel. <laughs> Yeah, and, and this Bobby's like, "No, we're ten. gonna play catch, you little mongrel." <laughs> this fucking slays me, like, just absolutely kills me. The fact that Bobby was was doing this with Dean, John Winchester on the other side of the phone, like, <laughs> you have to practice the tumble barrel. Just dumping Mary Winchester's brother's bodies into the into the ocean yeah. in their car. Yeah. Uh, read those comics, y'all. <laughs> go to the Patreon and go check out those comic <laughs> episodes. They're crazy. Uh, Rufus asks Bobby uh, about about kids. He's like, you know, you seem like you'd be a great dad. What what is the deal with the kids? And he's like, oh, you know, my dad was a mean drunk, and I, you know, I just just didn't want to do it. Um, so and we Rufus go says, a- "You're not mean. You're cranky." And I that's think it, that, that is it. a beautiful uh, characterization of Bobby. You are not mean. You were just cranky. That is different. <laughs> you're not a mean drunk. You're a cranky drunk. That that means a lot. Yeah. Um, so they go through yet another door, uh, cause this is obviously one of Dean, one, one, excuse me, one of Bobby's good, good memories. So they try to go through another worse one and, uh, we're back in the kitchen where, uh, Bobby's mother is, um, setting dinner on the table. And, uh, I wrote for this section, I wrote family dinner, comma, dick dad. This is, this is a bad dad. Uh, he's sitting there and you can, you know, he's got a bottle of whiskey in it with a glass beside it. And he's reading the newspaper. You could just tell like they, they, they structured this dude. They, they clothed him and, and dressed him and, and styled this dude to look like a, like a, like a, like what he is, like an abuser, right? Like they, they made him look like an evil dude. Um, so young Bobby runs in 
And you know the kid. Oh, the, the you know the the little prince is here. Everybody stop everything! Like the dad starts making fun of him instantly. And when young Bobby knocks over a glass of milk, the mom freezes in a way that like you instantly know she's terrified of this man. And it's and and, and it just sets his dad off in a way that is just very scary and, and horrible, right? Yeah, it's very real and it's very dark and it's scary. It's super scary. And um, the mom tries to to clean it up. And uh, she says, like, you know, please just, just, just enjoy your dinner. I'll clean it. And then the, the dad, just being a vindictive little shit, just knocks his own plate of food over off the table. Uh, yeah. And it's, and it's at this point that Bobby shuts the door to the kitchen. <laughs> like, coma yeah. Bobby shuts the door to the kitchen. He and, leaves, yeah. He's not confronting this memory. Um, and, and Rufus, I like that Rufus is like, no, dude, this is this seems like the thing. Like, this is the thing that you need to, <laughs> to work through. You need to keep going with this. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be able to stop the Reaper. Uh, so, you know, you, you might as well just go through this. And then, of course, the light bulb goes off, and Bobby's like, I can He's stop. Like, oh the yeah, Reaper. stop the Reaper. I can do magic. <laughs> I'm a wizard. <laughs> I'm a wizard, and I'm in my dreamland. This should be my. Yeah, this should be my element. <laughs> I can just yeah. do any. I can conjure anything. Um. So yeah, meanwhile, back in the real world, the the doctor, or one of the doctors is giving Sam and Dean the news. It's, you know, I think that they got the bullet out, but it, things aren't really looking good. Um, they need to they need to be prepared for the situation. Uh, and then this, uh, I thought he was an insurance guy. I think he's a, um, he's asking if, if Bobby is an organ donor. Um, he, pulls, he pulls Dean aside on the hallway to ask him, being like, you know, organs are only good kind of within the small window after uh and dean is furious because that acknowledging something like that means acknowledging that he's gonna die and yep. so dean insists you know bobby is gonna be fine he is always fine the guy tries to interrupt him and dean punches this like a glass display right next to the dude's head smashes it cuts up his hand uh and he just says walk away from me and it's the most emotional like it's so f- intense jensen kills it here i was like oh my god dean uh it's it's a hardcore scene and it's like it just is dean like that scene is is dean in a bottle right there is like bobby is gonna be fine i'm not acknowledging it smashing the thing and saying you just walk away from me like and then the guy does he just runs away from him this barely controlled rage right like that's Mm -hmm. what jensen really sells in this like i'm i am hanging on by a thread and if you continue to be near me i I will break that that thread will break and i'm not going to be in control of myself anymore that's uh, a really powerful scene. This next scene is is really good too. It's you know Dean is shaking his hand off, and he's like, you can even tell he's like, fuck, I didn't mean to lose my temper like that, like shit. Because uh, Dean is never a bad guy when he's like that. You know, he's just well, like I guess I'm making an excuse for for anger management, huh? Uh, whatever, he's Dean. Uh, <laughs> whatever he's Dean. Whatever he's Dean. That's the name of this podcast. Uh, well, welcome to the fandom, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he walks outside, he's shaking his hand off, and who does he fucking see outside? But dick goddamn room in the leviathan it's interesting because he sees just a black sedan like parked across three yeah, parking but he spots knows. and then he just knows. instantly like deduces that it's dick roman in the back and uh this is a real interesting confrontation dick, uh dean immediately goes over to him and starts yelling it and saying you know why don't you attack me right here and because it's you know whatever year it is 2012 people immediately start like holding out their phones to film them yeah and Dean just deliberately uh, taunting Dick in a way that because uh, he's like you're he, too you're too famous like you can't do anything back to me because exactly, you put yourself yeah. self in the spotlight by becoming Dick Roman. Uh, this is a problem for you, man. This confrontation is the is this is big Dick swinging Dean right here. Uh, he tells him that he's like we're go we're gonna come for you. 
and everybody's filming him. Everyone, they, hey, isn't that that serial killer who was on the news like three weeks ago? Um, so he he's calling him out. And <laughs> Do you he, remember the one millionth uh, customer of Bigger? <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and Dick says, "Come on, Dean, I can't be killed." Uh, and Dean's response, like, "Well, he doesn't miss a beat, and he's going to." He just says, "You're going to wish you could." Then, uh, and and Dick laughs at him, and this is where it feels like Dean kind of sells it. I don't know. It feels like he kind of was able to needle through Dick's smug facade here. And Dean says, "You're only laughing because you're scared, or laughing because you're stupid." And he just fucking means it. He's like, it does not matter what you are. We're going to fucking kill you. I believe it. I mean, I'm sure I've seen the show before, but in this moment, I 100% buy it. That, like, Dean, that he's going to get this dude. <laughs> like, it does not matter. He's going to get this dude. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's not a good thing. <clears throat> and um, I, I really enjoy when Dean is able to taunt his enemies like this, when it's mm-hmm. in a situation where he's um, in control. Like we we see a lot mm-hmm. of this kind of uh, mean mugging towards the camera f- with Dean when he's tied to a post, right? Right. Or something. Right. He's been beat up a little bit, but he's he's not you know he's not he's not beaten down. Uh, so seeing him when he's in, in full control and like taunting Dick in a way, especially because we've just in the last episode saw how powerful Dick is, uh, is 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 very very int- it's very cool to me. I'm I'm into this. It's a power move for sure. <laughs> I was like, oh, Dean. That uh uh. Either laughing because you're scared or, or because you're stupid. Line I wrote that down as well, and it is extremely good. I, I that's 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 some good writing right there. That is good. Um, and then it's back to Brain Bobby, and he's you know gathering spell components <laughs> to uh, fight off the Reaper. And then like very quickly, it's just uh back to the hospital. Uh, and Dean walks oh, well, in, well, still hold, shaking hold off on, his hand on. a little bit. Hold on, I want to talk about what Bobby does because he like. Uh, pulls out this weird like cross rosary thing. This is giant oh, yeah. like 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 magical item or something. <laughs> like what the fuck is this? We've never. And he tells Rufus like, yeah, we've tangled with these guys before. Where Sam and Dean know how to slow them down. We've got our tricks. And I'm like, what the fuck? What are th- what are these? What, what are you? What doing? are the tricks? <laughs> and at one point, he's like looking through uh, a book to find something. And I just, it's a really kind of subtle touch, but all of the pages in the book are blank, which I thought was really kind of oh cool. interesting. Interesting. Yeah. It was right before he pulls out the book where this is inserted into. But then, yeah, back to the uh, hospital. Yeah, back to the hospital. Dean comes in, shaking his hand off, and uh, Sam is just, like, he's sitting, like, right outside of Bobby's room, eyes locked on him, as if, like, if he looks away, he's gonna lose control of the situation, and that's not good. Um, but, I think here is where we find out that they're not going to operate on Bobby, because there's nothing that they can do. Um, and Sam starts to tell Dean, like, listen, we're probably gonna have to accept what's happening here uh we're gonna have to accept that that bobby might die and dean immediately is pissed um and i think he says something along the lines of like what are you gonna try and make me like hug and cry like when dad died like that's not happening uh he gets pissed off again and he storms out uh and this is a much quieter moment than dean's big emotional moment but we see sam sitting there kind of rocking just a little bit in, in the chair left alone after after dean runs away and uh, he's squeezing his hand. He's squeezing the hand where Lucifer, you know, or his like his Lucifer defense, I guess, which makes you really wonder like what exactly he's he's dealing with right there. And also, it makes it seem like Sam is incredibly alone. Like that was him just then trying to reach out to Dean, uh, and Dean sort of pushing him away in his own pain. I uh, I texted you during this scene because uh, it was our yeah. it's our first reminder that Sam has uh, not fixed his 
situation, his head situation at all. Like he's right. been, um, you know, he, he's got like a, a loose bandaid for it at best in the form. Like, and, and listeners, if you don't remember anytime, but like the Sam kind of feels pain. Anytime he makes himself feel pain, he knows that, that what he's seen is real and that the Lucifer in his head is, is not real. So he doesn't have to listen to him. Cause otherwise Lucifer is extremely convincing. The Lucifer in Sam's head is extremely convincing. Mm-hmm. And I know this is mm-hmm. like, they don't show Lucifer a lot because I'm sure they don't want to pay Mark Pellegrino to come out and like do work or whatever. They're trying to say, they're trying to be yeah. you know budget conscious or, but uh, just this real kind of subtle thing, like this easy to miss thing of like, Man, what the fuck is Sam Winchester going through that his, you know, his best father figure in the world is dying on a table. His brother is mad at him because of it for some reason that you can't understand. <laughs> and also Lucifer is there to fuck with you constantly and tell you how none of this yeah. is real. Like, I, I don't. You know, I just saw something. Uh, I just saw some, Maybe you even have to cut this out. I'm sorry. I think uh, Nis retweeted something. I, I saw it on Twitter. And it was something about how they tried to have, at a certain point, Sam and Lucifer have this kind of like, almost like buddy cop relationship like it was a much more dean yeah. and crowley type situation and jared Pedalecki just said no he was like that is not how sam would react to lucifer in any way shape or form ever he would never be okay with that like after everything that he had gone through with that dude he would not be okay to joke around like and have a frenemy situation with him i was like fuck yeah jared you're totally right and so they, they wrote that out they they changed their whole relationship yeah, really, really good stuff there. Because I mean, again, like Jared's gone through his own battles of with with mental problems. So uh, you know, I'm sure that this is probably doesn't help. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if you're battling your own right, anxiety, right. going in and acting on a show like you have anxiety all the time doesn't make it easy. It makes it probably twice as well, no. twice as bad. So mm-hmm. um, I, I just I, I'm glad you called this out, and I because I, I really like this moment, and it it makes me really appreciate when uh, they you know we we talked about this in the last episode. I think of you know just building the universe and like reminding you, reminding mm-hmm. you that things in the past happened and not forgetting everything that happened before this episode. So yeah. seeing this is, was, was good work. Supernatural. Good job. Is yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's just two back to back scenes. I mean, Dean's is a lot more explosive and a lot more emotionally intense. And that kind of draws you in. I mean, I think it's the better scene, obviously, but I like that they, they give Sam a good treatment here. It's very, it's very subtle, but it, they do, they do the character justice. Uh, and then back into Bobby's, uh, brain where they are still gathering spell components and uh and then bobby runs into another memory of himself of, oh, i think man. it's just him on the phone with john being it like is. well i know that they're not my boys but well, spe- specifically, uh, or i like, know i ain't their dad specifically saying no uh i, I know you wanted him to, to practice his his double barrel but instead i played catch because he's a goddamn kid like yeah. these kids need this and, and and that's what inspires the yeah i know i know they ain't my kids like i know that uh, but i mean you're not here john where the fuck are you right you ever think about so, how bad of a hunter john winchester is what was he even doing hunting ghosts i thought he was looking for the thing that killed mary but he's like i would actually rather just not have kids and and hunt ghosts that's sort I mean, of my thing now i guess he's a, he, i mean either he's a really good hunter and that but he's easily distracted by other hunts or he's just a terribly bad hunter that takes him like 14 days to to kill a ghost whereas yeah you know sam and dean <laughs> seem to be able to knock that shit out in about 45 minutes or less yeah like, in the afternoon they, take, an they go they go into an, an asylum and then, then like uh, an hour and a half later they come out with with two teens everybody's okay within uh within about 20 i'm, I'm gonna say within a few weeks of sam and dean teaming up in the in season one like they had already killed a demon and were like on the on the on the way to discovering the truth about their their past whereas it took john winchester how many years to make that happen oh yeah oh 
Yeah. Season one is crazy. Why didn't you just call them? Anyway. <laughs> Why didn't you just pick up the phone? Just call your boys, John. Just call your boys. I know it was uh, 2005 and everybody wasn't in constant contact like they are now, but still, man. Whoa. Call your boys. It's not hard. Jesus, dude. <laughs> uh, so the Reaper shows up again and uh, the Reaper goes to... Uh, yeah, they summon stage. him, I think. Right? Oh, excuse me. They like, summon him to uh, to bind him, to, to keep him into mm-hmm. one place. And uh, the Reaper, the Reaper says, like, this isn't going to work because, you know, you can already tell things are going dark in your brain. Like, you're, you're losing your right. consciousness. You're losing your memories. Pretty soon, uh, like, right now, this house is holding me. Pretty soon, this house won't exist, so it won't hold me forever. Uh, which is kind of cool. Like, I like the fact that this stuff, yeah, his, like, works his in his head. His brain is dying, so his memories are disappearing. I just like the fact that you can do magic in your, in your coma brain. Like, that's, that's pretty dope. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I just like that the universe wow. still has rules and stuff. Like, it's really great. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but the, this is the first time that they make the Reaper out to uh, to not seem like a villain, I guess, where he starts to tell Bobby, like, you know, he's imploring him to come with him. Um, and he says, like, you know, you're done. You've earned this. Like, it's it's okay. Just come with me. Pass on. Or you can fight and, you know, stay here and become a ghost, which is the thing that you hunt. So um, maybe uh, maybe do the former. Don't don't stick around. Uh, you've done enough. Bobby, you have done enough in your life, but uh, this is another emotional moment where Bobby says, I don't care. Uh, they're my boys. Like, he he doesn't care what happens to him. These are his boys. Sam and Dean are like his sons, and th- he needs to get them this information, this vital information. He has to get it to them. It does not matter the cost. Um, and that's Bobby for you right there. <laughs> That's that's definitely Bobby, and it's definitely like a like a Winchester trait, right? Like, the, or, the, or yeah. maybe even just a general hunter trait. But uh, you know, it's it's definitely like no matter in the face of overwhelming odds, in the face of unimaginable power, like I'm going to focus on my relationship with these boys and make sure that they they have a good life. Um, I I, I just want to note here too that like Rufus is standing here this entire time, like mm-hmm, R- mm-hmm. Rufus and the the fourth character in the room, which is Rufus's earring, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and Rufus is agreeing with the Reaper, saying saying like, "Hey, Bobby, like you might want to listen to this dude." And I I really appreciate with my with my newfound context with this memory, uh, Rufus. I, I really do appreciate that Bobby would think like, "Yeah, I, I I know this is the rational thing to do." Even my even and I know I know Rufus would think that too, but I'm definitely not going to do it. It's like know? Rufus is sort of the voice of the hunter, and Bobby is like the voice of the father here. Um, where he's not acting rationally. He's not acting like a hunter anymore. The further he gets into this, the more he's acting like Sam and Dean's father and the more uh, priority they are taking in, in him. Um, because now this is where he decides, like, I, I got to face that dark memory, the the, the one that I, I closed the door on earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's just no other way. And he has, he kind of has a little farewell with Rufus here that was really sweet. I don't know. It's just, it was just him saying, uh, nice seeing you again, old friend. And uh, we, they've had these these really great buddy moments together, especially Weekend at Bobby's in season six, where it's just Bobby and Rufus the whole time, basically. It's one of my all-time favorite episodes. Uh, and we've seen them interact a few times other than that, and it's always been great. Uh, but it's never always, you know, it's not always been very pleasant. But here, whether it's just, you know, looking back at just the good times or just what the good things about Rufus for him, just saying, you know, nice seeing you again, old friend. It was very sweet, and it, it's also very sad with just, how everything is playing out and you know rufus is gone he's been gone for a while now and uh bobby's about to go face down the worst part or the worst thing living in his brain i guess yeah this is i I like this moment between bobby and rufus 
I wasn't a particular big fan, particularly big fan of the way that Rufus went out in that no. one episode. Uh, it was just kind of a weird, like, ripoff of the thing that <laughs> kind of mm-hmm. didn't work for me. But mm-hmm. uh, um, I, I like this. And, and, and a, like it's obviously not Rufus dying. Like this is just a memory, but it's it's you know this is the point where Bobby's like, okay, I'm going to forget Rufus now and go focus on other things, which is yeah. another way of somebody dying that's extremely sad. And yeah. uh, and so we go back to the memory where uh, Bobby's dad was about to beat the hell out of his wife, where he continues to beat the hell out of his wife and starts slapping mm-hmm. her around. Uh, it's this is a level of. I don't want to say graphicness, but a level of intensity that we don't get mm-hmm. on Supernatural normally. Like, yeah, it's not a it's not a dude you know punching a windigo. It's it's a it's a real world situation, and it's dark and it's scary. And even when uh, it's the thing that I remember is uh, Sam as he's possessed by Lucifer, just beating the shit out of Dean in the the season finale of season five. Like that felt, even that felt like it was it was not like that feels less intense than this uh, right for, it's strictly right. because like this dude is abusing somebody that he has power over and it's yeah. it's really like it's, it's scary it's, like they, they don't flinch away from it um i mean it's not graphic like they don't show her they, they you know it's not it's not horrible i get no let me rephrase it is definitely horrible but it's not like um gory or anything like that no, uh, no, no. it's just but like it's smacking basically it's just, really intense for supernatural yeah, like it's yeah. it's a level that we have not seen before i think um, thematically mostly it's just a lot more intense than we're used to uh, so bobby seeing this uh starts uh and, and the entire time his his father is yelling at, at young Bobby who was watching this, you know, calling him a bad kid and, you know, basically just running him down saying everything you, you touch will break uh or you break everything that you touch. And um normal Bobby, like our, our coma brain Bobby, starts yelling at him and in a way that the other memories haven't, this memory of his father starts yelling back. And <clears throat> there's some there's some really powerful language happening in here that I I've, yeah. I enjoy a lot. The dad calls him ungrateful. And uh, Bobby says kids aren't supposed to be grateful. They're mm. they're supposed to uh, what does it eat your food and then break your heart <laughs> or something? I think right. that's the line. Am I, right. am I saying that right? Something uh, like that. Yeah. They uh, and then he tells his dad that uh, he he adopted two boys that 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 grew up great. Which I they mean, grew up heroes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, grew up great. Like I want to do like that footage missing thing on that from from Arrested Development, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> they did what now? Uh, or like just do the Ron Howard. They didn't. Boys, <laughs> right up there. Uh, but they definitely grew up heroes. But they, they definitely, definitely grew heroes. up heroes. Yeah, I'll get I'll get behind heroes all day long. But uh, and great. And, uh, <laughs> no. Have you, you seen Sam's ex girlfriends? <laughs> Have you seen John Winchester lately? No, you haven't. You haven't seen him in years. Uh, uh, yeah, they they grew they grew up great. They grew up heroes, so you can go to hell. And this, while this is happening, this is coinciding with the we flash back to the real world where uh, where Bobby starts making improvements. Um, so like he's he's kind of in, in doing this, he's obviously fighting his way through through this, and he's he's beginning to get a little better in the real world. And then um, this is where we see yet another heartbreaking scene play out. Uh, young Bobby has gone to get his his daddy's rifle and is threatening to shoot you know his daddy, who is making fun of him the entire time, saying you know you don't have the balls to do this, you you don't have the guts. Uh, and then Bobby just straight up shoots his father in the head, in the head. Like, I don't know from- if that was just like a metaphor or like a parallel to what's actually happening, but yeah, uh, seemingly Bobby killed his own father who was abusing his mother. Yeah. Which is, uh, and then 
which is bad, which is bad enough as it is because that's that, that has to fuck you up as a kid like no matter what mm-hmm. you're gonna be no matter what you even if you try to convince yourself you did the right thing even if somebody else tries to convince you that you did the right thing you're gonna be you're gonna feel guilty for the rest of your life for this yeah his uh, mom says god is gonna punish you yeah uh and then like coma bobby walks over to kid bobby and basically says uh yeah this is where you learn they pretty much never say thank you when you save them which <laughs> is another like this 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 whole episode has had some really great lines but holy shit that that's a that's a powerful mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. um that i remember that line like that's stuck I, i've actually thought it was going to be in several other episodes because it's stuck out in my head for so many years since i first saw this uh it kind of seems like that is the uh the mantra of supernatural uh you, know, you do the work and nobody thanks you and i mean as we've seen sam and dean often forget to save the people or hunt the thing but uh yeah it's a powerful line it's good and he just tells he tells young bobby old bobby tells young bobby to uh go bury the old man behind the uh behind the shed uh, yeah, just go, go bury your old man because that'll and work then the, <laughs> then the reaper shows back up with another fantastic line and he says uh this is the first genetic case of hole in the head or bullet in the head that i've ever seen <laughs> uh I, I, we, we didn't really talk about it the the reaper is somebody that i like a lot um like, I, I don't know the actor or anything but i just i like the character of this reaper yeah. uh tessa felt um and i love tessa to death get it uh <clears throat> i love tessa to death but um she was very uh like pleading and she was very like yeah. kind and, and with with dean which She's i think very is something mothering that, to dean and, yeah and uh but this dude is is obviously like taking a different tack and it, it it's just interesting like the, his his gruff exterior his his gruff but not um mean exterior and we talked about this in the last episode where uh bobby and talking to Sam was kind of like pragmatic, but not unkind. And that's what right. this Reaper reminds me of. Like that reminds me of the same thing, which is, I think is what Bobby would need to have somebody take him into the afterlife. Yeah, definitely. So in the real world, Bobby wakes up a little bit and, uh, Sam and Dean are there. Uh, he, he, yeah, they're trying to kind of like give him their thanks, I guess. Thanks for everything. I think Sam yeah. says, uh, cause it's kind of like, well, they're going to operate now. They're going to do something and, uh, we'll see what happens. So yeah, Sam says, thanks for everything. And they don't want to let go of him and they don't want to walk away. And just then Bobby opens his eyes. And he, he, Dean, an, an amazing, an amazing feat of, uh, empathy immediately hands him a pen. <laughs> so thank you, Dean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dean's like, yes. oh, don't talk, don't talk, just write. Uh, and then, you know, gives him a pen and then he writes this number on sam's hand uh thankfully sam has huge hands so there's so much space for him to write so much space for that for that social security number plus phone number plus (laughs) gps coordinates uh plus a locker combination plus a a locker combination 32 rover hill uh and then he he very barely gets out the word idgets uh before dude uh this is so much down. more real than like watching Dean get torn apart by hellhounds because it's a man dying Agreed. in a hospital bed and that's like way more real life. Uh, and him just giving them that last smile and that last idgets, which you could read as kind of corny, but at the time it was just like, I was so wrapped up in the emotion of everything here. And um, yeah, he flatlines. And at this point, the, the doctors and nurses kind of surge around and, and push uh, Dean yeah, and Sam. Yeah, it's like a slow-mo shot as they are yeah. rushing past Sam and Dean, who are just completely like... And we don't get a ton of slow-mo in Supernatural, but it's them so like shocked by what is happening, so knocked out almost by it. They're standing there, 
the looks on their faces, they just, they don't even know, like, how to respond to this. They've been through plenty of death, but somehow this seems different. Not just because it's Bobby, but because it's clinical, it's in this hospital setting, and it's just like, it's just a hit that they were not prepared to take at this time, after everything else. Yeah, it's, it's, this season has been about removing Sam and Dean from their comfort zone. Um, mm-hmm. They took away their 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 rock star aliases. They've taken taken away the Impala. They've taken away like their their credit card fraud. They've taken away Bobby's <laughs> base of operations. Their um, angel. They took away their angel. Their the love of of Dean's life. That's um, a big one. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a it's it's a big one. Uh, it's 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 kind of fascinating that and then now they've taken away uh, Bobby. So. Really, I'm I'm excited to get back into Supernatural. Like, I want to I want to continue to watch this uh, because mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of curious how they're going to handle this. I'm, yeah. guessing, I'm guessing not well. I'm guessing no. Dean's not going to handle this very well. I don't Certainly remember them not. handling it very well. Um, I it, it's extremely sad. We don't get to see Sam and Dean like deal with this at all because we no. go back into uh, Bobby's brain. Yeah, where, right uh, before Bobby's brain, you know, there's that episode in season three called "When the Levee Breaks." Uh, I think it's season three, and obviously named after that Led Zeppelin song. I think about that a lot in certain times in Supernatural, just because I I used to really like that song and that episode. Uh, and this definitely feels like this is when the levee breaks. Like everything that Sam's been doing to hold Lucifer back, everything that Dean's been doing to very barely cope with everything, it feels like it's all about to break. I don't remember the second half of season seven really at all. So <laughs> yeah, they all and, and and listeners, if you're like we've definitely seen this stuff before. I think I've mm-hmm. seen season seven. Um, I, I know I've I've seen all of it once. I may have watched like half of it twice at some point. Um, but I just they all blend together. Seven, eight, nine, and ten are yeah. very like blurry for me. Um, yeah. But so it's like, different I than just, when I watch season one through five a million times. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Which I think a lot of people can probably identify with. Yeah. It's, it's once you get past season five. Not to say anything. I don't know why I'm apologizing. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, even that was just like t- like it, the, the other seasons weren't out yet. And when I was buying them on DVD and just watching them over and over, waiting for new episodes to come out, you know, it was different back then. Exactly. Uh, so we're in this in this last memory of Bobby's where he's getting a uh, uh, a, a, a beer, some beers from the fridge and then walking to his living room where he's handing the beers to Dean and Sam who uh, we're back in the memory where they were arguing about Chuck Norris or Jeffy. yeah right before this the Reaper just says like they're gonna be okay without you and Bobby says oh last memory huh glad I saved the best for last are you kidding me this is so sad this is this is his best memory this is his best memory Chris. Um, it's and 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 here's the thing because I was I was I was struggling with this last night after I got finished watching it because I feel like his wedding day would have been his his best memory right or something like that because it's the way that he cared for Karen but I have to like in the in the rules that this episode has has created as he's basically like running for his life through memory after memory in order to like reach consciousness again and leaving those memories behind him he had to keep Sam and Dean there or else he would forget the mission so. Of course, this is his last. This is his last best memory. It's not his best memory. It's his last best memory. Do you know what I'm saying with that distinction? He was bold. He came around, and he was dignified. Show me what it was to cry. They. It's yeah. It's just Sam and Dean on the couch arguing about like licorice and and popcorn and like what movie snacks and it's just them being so normal and you can imagine this is one of the very very few normal ass weekends that they all had where they didn't have a job and uh nobody was drinking demon blood it was nothing crazy it was just 
hey, well, you're kind of bored. You get any old movies you want to watch? And just Sam goes and he gets snacks. And uh, it's just so normal. And it's so sweet almost to think that this is one of Bobby's favorite memories. This is, you know, one of the best times he ever had was getting to feel for maybe just a second like he was their real dad. Like this was his real family. Like he wasn't alone. Like he, you know, hadn't just lost his wife and been this crazy old man living in Sioux Falls. You know, in this moment, he got to be, he got to be Bobby and not like a hunter, you know, he got to be, um, he finally found things that he could he could touch without breaking, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, mm-hmm. he he finally like proved his dad's curse wrong. Of I finally like this is this this feels like family. This feels like something that I've I've been longing for my entire life. Uh, it's it's incredibly sad. Like it's uh, yeah. and uh, why do I always forget Bobby's actor's name? Why can I never remember Jim Beaver? Chris? Jim Beaver, thank you. Uh, and Jim Beaver is such a great actor. Like all of this stuff is he's conveying. Like he, he, the camera goes into his face. And like he, he sees this like kind of sad, happy look, right? And it's mm-hmm. and he's just he's just killing all of this, and I, I love it so much. Finally, the, the comes the, up behind him. Yeah, and yeah. He has, you know, he the has, episode ends before we see what his decision is. I think we know, but yeah, because oh. and I don't I don't know that we talked about it. The Reaper brings this up um, when he's trying to convince uh, Bobby when he's after he Bobby captures the Reaper. The Reaper says, like, what are you going to do? Stay around? Like, you know how that ends. You don't want to become a ghost. Like, there's there are no rational ghosts as, as much mm-hmm, as your mm-hmm. your you know, your motivations are pure now. Like, you're you're going to turn into something that you don't want to be. Um, so, yeah, the Reaper asks him, like, do you want to stay or do you want to go? And the camera focuses on Bobby and and we go to credits before we can before we hear an answer. So and in the background, a clock that had been ticking suddenly stops ticking. Yeah. So, Bobby's out of time. Nothing's fine, I'm torn. <laughs> we have ruined torn, by the way. My wife texts me every time he, she, she, she hears torn. Like, she was at a grocery store the other day, and they're like, they're playing torn here. And I'm like, are you okay? Do you need me to, do you need me to come <laughs> over? Uh, what a great episode this is, Chris. Like, yeah. It's, uh, it, it's weird because we were looking up a uh, friend of the show, uh, Z Chocobo and I were talking about episode 69 because this is episode 69 and usually there'd be like jokes and stuff. And he looked it up and he was like, Oh shit, that's the episode where, uh, <laughs> where Bobby dies. Like you guys are going to be doing like the, 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 you know, on this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I thought at the time that it was like, I was like, wow, that happens in season seven. Like I thought it was a little bit later. I thought we more, I thought it was in season eight for some reason. I, I did too. Uh, and I was thinking like, man, they didn't, they don't give us a lot of time. It seems, it seems rushed, but I'll be honest with you. Like seeing the, the last, this season and getting to hang out with Bobby so much and then leading up to this, uh, it, it makes me appreciate the writers more. Like this feels well fleshed out and in a way that I'm gonna keep hammering this home, but the whole Kitsune thing didn't, didn't feel real fleshed out for me. Right. Right. Uh, this feels like it had a, a whole lot of thought put into it. It feels like it had a, like a. Not to say the Kasuni plotline was bad. It just it didn't. It, it, it fell flat. Like it just again did not seem like right. it was well. It just didn't work. Out. It just didn't work. Um, and I just man, this is such a great episode of Supernatural. It's hard to remember. It's it's. Let me rephrase. It's easy to forget that these kind of episodes exist past seasons one through five because that mm-hmm. it gets undeservingly like oh all the best episodes are season one through five like no not really <laughs> like you got to keep going man like some shit happens and it's real serious and it's very emotional <laughs> yeah it's uh this is a this is a heavy one uh i really really liked it it reignited 
a lot of old feelings I had for this show. Uh, now I do a podcast about it and I think about it all the time, but back when I first watched this man, like, and we used to talk about it on this podcast all the time, but how just like much of my life kind of supernatural had affected. I was going to say how much my life revolved around it, but really it was just, it had kind of seeped into me as a person and the way that I was looking at things. And like, I was watching it with uh, my friends all the time and it was just, it was a very important part of my life. And this reminds me of all that and why I loved it so much and how much it meant to me. And uh, it's cool to be reminded of that even now, you know? Um, but it's just, it's a shame that we have to lose Bobby. <laughs> It is it is a damn shame. Uh, we should also note that this is kind of a, a mid-season finale. So this aired at the yeah, beginning of December. Yeah. We're not going to come back until after Christmas. I mean, the show is going to take a month is, off. We're, we're, we'll, we'll, be we'll be back next, back next Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not going anywhere, guys. We don't take Christmas breaks. Yeah. Um, also, it's we, we might actually we might actually take a Christmas break this year, though. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we tried last week or last year. It didn't work. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. It didn't. It wasn't anyway. Uh, I. Man, I'm just, I'm so fucking, I'm so fucking ripped up, Chris. I'm so I don't know torn, another word dude. like, I don't know what another word like ripped up would be, but I, I am that. So. <laughs> uh, do you feel yeah, like we've uh, covered this episode sufficiently? Do you want to, do you want to get out? I of here? think so. Um, Bobby, I remember season five, watching it week to week. Uh, I texted a bunch of my friends, like my sister, and just asking everybody, like, hey, just out of curiosity, I remember on my old flip phone. So it took me a little while to send these texts saying like who was your favorite super who are your top five favorite supernatural characters uh and for me i pretty much i think it went back then it was sam dean uh bobby and then castiel and i don't even remember who the fifth was it was probably like chuck or something random like that you know um but this is it I sometimes I think I look back on Supernatural and I and I forget about Bobby or or I think that he's not as important as he was but like no even back then like I considered him to be m- one of my favorite characters like right up there with Sam and Dean uh and as much as I'm rambling through this it's just I don't know he meant a lot to the show and uh it's a shame that that this happened but it it's very powerful it is extremely powerful. I'm going to miss Bobby. Uh, he was he was a, a sort of glue, if not a, a foundation, for these boys. And uh, uh, it it actually really I mentioned this earlier. It's it makes me really excited and curious how the boys are going to handle this going for the rest of the mm-hmm. season because we've got uh, 12 episodes left in the season, I believe, maybe 13. And uh, I just I don't think that this is going to go over yeah. very well. Yeah. <laughs> like I know I know Dean no. pretty well. I didn't yeah. know Dean liked licorice <laughs> until today. I'm, I don't really like that or prefers Chuck Norris. <laughs> <laughs> At least that yeah. makes sense, but yeah. Dean with some uh, hot takes, and I'm not really sure I, uh, mm. <laughs> I'm in line mm. with here. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to Monster of the Week. Yes, it's a, it's, you, it's a huge you. privilege to have you guys listen to us week in and week out. Uh, for all those new people that tweet us that they're listening to the to the back catalog, thank you so much. You'll catch up to here eventually. We we, we love you guys. Uh, if you can, you can leave an iTunes review. It it very much helps boost us up in the in the iTunes yes. search results, and that can that can be a huge help for new people finding us. Uh, if you're able. Uh, donating some money at patreon.com slash monster of the week can also really help us out and you get a lot of cool rewards like that like bonus content uh, I'm going to tease bonus fun stuff yeah can we keep teasing I'm going to tease some secret content that we've got coming out we're uh we're, we, we got we got something kind of new in the works for y'all uh some of you out there listening may may know about this, and some most of you will not. So keep your eyes peeled to uh, at MOTWcast on Twitter for any future announcements. Uh, and Chris, where can you be found at on the internet nowadays? I am at Local Bones on Twitter. 
I am at JG Greer. Come chat with us about hunks. Come chat with us about really just about anything that you want to besides besides anime. Um, although Chris started an anime channel in our Discord now, so I guess if you really want to come chat with us about anime, there's a place. I to was do trying that to spare it. everyone else from having to. No, no, it, the anime, it, okay? it worked out. I'm just, I'm just the dude that can't mute a channel on my own Discord. Like I have to, I have to look through it. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't not look at it. So. Um, thank you everybody for listening. We'll be back next week. And uh, good night, good day. See you. Adios. Adios. Yeah. I don't know why I would say audio. It's not very cool of me, but all right, bye. <laughs> all right, bye is pretty good. Oh, I want to still. Uh, every time uh, Austin Walker starts a podcast or anything, he just starts it out with "What's good, internet?" And I really <laughs> want to steal that. Like I can't, like because it's, it's so it's so very much Austin's. But I, I just very much want to steal "What's good, internet." It's good. That that is very good. Good episode, my man. Yeah. I had like my recording setup tanked th- over the weekend. Oh no! Like I, we were, it was doing the thing where we could hear me and the guy I was recording with. Like we could both du- hear double of ourselves somehow. So like uninstalled everything and just did like a raw recording, which was fine. Um, but I quickly like reinstalled everything right before this and was hoping it would just work. And it seems to have. But now I just don't trust anything. <laughs> Very. I just, I've lost a sense cast. I've just lost all <laughs> trust in everything. <laughs> This stupid world that just wants to suicide and wants to drive the bus off the cliff. Uh, How are you, man? I'm good, man. That last piece of pizza I told you about, huge regret. Uh, (laughs) Already, huh? Right there. But I was was halfway through. I was like texting you one hand, pizza in the other hand. Yo, let me just finish this last slice of pizza. Took like two or three bites and I was like... This is a mistake, but I'm gonna follow but you, through. But you gotta go. I mean, because once you start, quitting is not gonna get me anywhere. Yeah, yeah, right. you can't quit in the middle. So, uh, we'll see if I have to quit in the middle of this podcast. <laughs> it's uh, it's pizzas and hoedowns that you can't quit mm-hmm. in the middle of. So, um, I may have uh, I may have told you about a little little encounter I had on the highway the other night. You did not. No, tell me more. Um, so <laughs> somebody named, uh, Katie, please ban Nazis accounts <laughs> followed us on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I just got the notification. <laughs> Extremely good. I'm following this person back hey, immediately. You know what? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm, 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 I totally agree. Yes. Thank you. And if you're listening, <laughs> Katie, please ban Nazi accounts. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. yeah we're, we're right there with you. Um, Dean would want to ban them too. Uh, Dean would do a whole lot worse. I think anyway, So I'm driving back from Rhode Island, and uh, I'm in traffic for a while. So I thought of this because I was just joking about eating too much pizza. And I have a lot of anxiety tied up with my stomach because I have a weak stomach. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so If you want to get into the, the, the gritty and gory details of that, check, oh, out, no. uh, check out the Chomp Chain podcast and just like basically <laughs> any episode where Chris talks. So basically, <laughs> basically I, I was like 20, 30 minutes in. I knew there was a lot of traffic ahead. I saw, uh, I saw a rest stop coming up soon. And, um, just was like, okay, I ended up, it doesn't matter. I didn't, I just peed. It was whatever. I pulled over and I peed. I'm a human being, everybody. And then I felt better. 
Anyway, as I pull out of there, uh, I get on the road, and then pretty much from then on, for like the next 45 minutes, this same dude is behind me in traffic. It's kind of stop and go. Sometimes we're going like, you know, 70 and it's cool, but other times we're going 20 and it's just dragging along. Sure. But throughout it all, the same dude is behind me. And, uh, you know, you start, you start to get, a, get to get acquainted with them in small ways. I see this guy, he's got a big red beard. He's like a younger dude, probably in his twenties, big red beard, mm-hmm. um, backwards hat. I I think in, I'm pretty sure it was a backwards hat. Um, seemed just like the typical, typical bro dude, you know, uh, probably just like loves chugging Coors Light or something like that. I don't know. Um, but you know, you just, you form an impression of people, uh, over time and half the time he's looking down at his phone texting and that was making me a little nervous. Uh, cause I'm thinking, Hey, please don't hit me with your car. Uh, but, but I got, you know, I have, I have an assumption of what this man is in, sure. in my head. He's got a, and so, uh, <laughs> just real quick. He's got a lift kit for his truck. Like he's lifted up a little bit. He was, uh, he, I don't know if that, he was definitely higher than me. I can tell you that much. Uh, he was in a bigger vehicle. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I'm just talking like I'm a cop. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Cops often describe things as the, bigger uh, vehicles. The, individual was in a uh, larger vehicle um mm-hmm. we approached from the uh now so at a certain point so he's been behind me forever at a certain point i ended up behind a car who's driving really slow so i'm like all right i'm gonna pass him i go into the next lane and i go around them and then i when i was in the next lane i decided i was like oh, i'm not even gonna go back i'm just gonna stay here it's fine um but the dude behind me decided he was ready to go back into the fast lane and keep things moving and so he he pulls out from behind so now now he's kind of next to me in front of me a little bit and i'm peeking over and i see like a sticker like a bumper sticker on the back of his windshield and i'm thinking like is that like tails from from sonic like it looked like a squirrel creature or something okay that was the first thing that struck me and then the next thing is i see the word pride just the word pride and it's on its own oh no he's a sonic Sonic fucker oh no (laughs) he's a he's a sonic fan but i was i was just thinking no don't tell me this dude's got some fucking white pride bullshit like please don't have that because apparently my experience with Rhode Island was that a lot of people are very racist. Uh, and obviously, like, that's not every, like, justice from Rhode Island, justice not racist. Uh, but we, we do encounter a lot of it down there. Uh, I don't know why. But, so I'm thinking this is going to be some bullshit like that. And he pulls a little bit a- ahead of me, and I see Fury Pride. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Fury, Fury Pride? Pride? What is like, that? Yeah. Like, anger and pride. Like, what are you, fucking Vegeta? But no, sir. I had to do a double take, and I realized that it said Furry Pride. Oh. As in, you know, furries. And I then I realized that that squirrel thing that I thought was Tails was probably his avatar. I don't know what the right word for it is. His, his so, fursona is what you're looking for. His fursona, for. that's right. Mm-hmm. That was his fursona, and it had its own name written underneath it. Furry Pride. So my bro dude, who I think is just chucking back Coors Lights, hey, maybe that's still true, who I had formed this opinion in my head of who, who this guy was, I was totally wrong. I was totally off base with all that. So you know what? Don't ju- judge a furry by its cover. That's the moral of the story here. Um, When you said that the, he was he was driving a larger vehicle than yours, I remembered um, mm-hmm. there's a scene in Dexter where mm-hmm. uh, the, the lieutenant, uh, Laguerta, Laguerta, I, I, mm-hmm. I don't quite remember how to say her name, but... um. The one that called Angel Aniel the entire time and really, really irritated me. Um, <laughs> Aniel? Uh, she, there was a scene where she's like, uh, 
writing some notes and she just like someone says something about a black van. I, m- I may be misremembering this, but it's pretty close. Uh, and she just drew a black van and just kept circling it and circling it over and over again. And for some reason, the camera <laughs> kept going back to it. It was a really, I just got a picture of you describing this to the cops and them just drawing a black <laughs> vehicle that's bigger than yours, like with a little tiny vehicle that Chris is driving beside it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, basically cracking me up imagine if imagine if i hadn't gotten like hit by this guy rear-ended because he was looking at his phone too much and then i go around the cop show up or do you know exchanging papers and all that and i'm like damn it and i look over and i see if i had seen the furry pride sticker in that context i don't know what i would have done um it's uh <laughs> it's weird because like we're not we're definitely not making fun of this dude for being a furry right because i don't i don't really give <laughs> no, a damn i was just so yeah, yeah. surprised but it's one of those things like you would you'd expect a dude like that to be drinking a coors light or to have like some testicles off of his like tailgate hitch yeah you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah and, and like be wearing camouflage uh and instead like he's or maybe on top of all of that like i guess i guess there's all sorts of furries out there like i, I yeah, learned the, yeah. over the last couple of years that there was like nazi furries which seems backwards to me oh <laughs> yeah, i don't i don't know how you do that but i saw some images back before i started like filtering out all of my all of the political shit <laughs> off my timeline because I, I want to use twitter as entertainment and not as a, a soul-sucking place to put my, to my i had uh I had two real life encounters with furries. Well, one of them wasn't like me, but one of them was just we were at a a convention and this like flock of furries, I don't know, pack, maybe pack's the better word, came by. Uh they were like running and uh they knocked over my friend's girlfriend. They just plowed through her and like just knocked her on her ass in the middle of this convention center. And she was like, "Yo, what the fuck?" And this dude just like turned around and like was like doing like dog stuff and she's like you gotta fucking help me up are you kidding me and then he like did something that he thought was funny and then ran off and she was like i want you to go fucking beat that guy's ass like, we're not gonna go do that <laughs> but gonna, our first experience with that. first was very negative because it was like <laughs> great character for a second and help her up dude what's wrong with you? <laughs> i'm definitely not gonna go beat that dude's ass <laughs> did i ever tell you about the time uh uh autumn and i almost got uh or did get robbed on new year's eve what um, this is when we were still dating, so this had to be like 2002, maybe New Year's Eve. We mm-hmm. uh we leave the party we were at, and uh I'm being a nice, I'm being a gentleman, so I, I'm going to the passenger side to open up the door for her. And yeah, there is course. just, and there is just an enormous dude in my in my passenger seat. <laughs> <laughs> it's trying to steal, like trying to pull out my radio, right? Oh no! So uh, I do the obvious thing, which is I, I pull him out. And I use my karate moves that right? I've learned from watching um, negative two seasons of Supernatural because <laughs> it's yeah. definitely not out there. Right? <laughs> um, and then I, I whip the dude's ass, right? Like that's what that's what a man does. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I uh, <laughs> I gave out the most high pitched squeal I've ever ha- I've ever heard. Right. And right. And literally just left Autumn in the dust. <laughs> like, just oh. lo- just looked back and was like, "Follow me, honey," <laughs> and just ran back to the house. <laughs> Uh, did I tell you about the time that this dude tried to like rob me at knife point? No. And I smiled at him and I, cause I just was caught off guard. I see him. It was like three in the morning. I was walking back to my car. My friends were way ahead of me and I'm lagging behind. And, and this dude comes up to me. He's a really, really small dude and I'm a big guy. So, uh, he, I see he's got his hands in his pockets, like very much like suspicious behavior, but me just being just a fucking idiot. Uh, he's, this guy kind of walks up to me, slows down and I figure, oh man, I bet this guy's afraid of me. I better hit him with a nice big smile so that he thinks so, so he, he knows I'm not a threat. <laughs> and so I hit him, I hit him with my biggest, brightest, drunk Chris smile. Just lay it on him. Sure. And he like, like flinches back from me. And then I keep on, I keep on jogging. 
I'm, I'm not jogging. I just keep on walking. And I see my friends are further up the street, and they're both glaring back at me. Like, they full-on stopped. Like, they're ready for something. I'm like, what's up? And then it just clicks in my head. I'm like, that guy was literally in the process of pulling a knife out of his pocket to point at me. Like, when I hit him with that smile, I just didn't register it right away. Oh, and when I smiled at him, he probably was like, what the, what, that wasn't the reaction I was expecting. Uh-huh. So he, he just backed off. My friends were like, yeah, we saw that dude walking up to you. He's being really suspicious. We're, we're about to come back. I was like, oh, thanks, guys. I just hit him, hit him with that million, that was six years of braces. Really did some work on that guy. Plus, uh, plus eight to charm, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, were you, what, were, what were you wearing that day? Your, your Lucky Charm shirt? <laughs> yeah, it must have been my, uh, my best button-up shirt. You were looking presentable that day, but yeah, it uh, it could have gone bad. What was the second when second furry encounter? I oh, so my you. dad, uh, my dad was a mailman in mm-hmm. the city, and uh, he texted me one day, and he goes, "What is this?" And it was just like a huge group of furries uh, at this convention center, the same one that I was had been at previously. And I was like, those are furries, dads, people who dress up as animals. And he just, he just goes something to, to the effect of like, um, like video games aren't so bad, I guess. Like, I'm, I'm just glad you are doing this. It's like, gee, thanks, dad. Oh, dad. Oh, Gary, Gary, please. The sad thing is, well, maybe it's not sad, is that even if I was a furry, my dad would probably try to understand it. <laughs> That's, I mean, absolutely. Like, I think, I think most, I think most people's <laughs> a, parents yeah. would would be would be down with it. I mean, because it doesn't hurt anything, right? Right. I mean, it's I it's mean, definitely like it's out of normally accepted social whatever. Um, but mm-hmm. it's, <clears throat> you know, I think honestly, the best thing to come out of the furry community is um, who was the Republican candidate that did the that had the movie come out of him and uh, like all on Tumblr, like they just redubbed the. Uh, they didn't redub it, but they put the furry documentary subtitles onto this political candidate's <laughs> documentary, and it was some of the, the like, funniest shit that I've ever seen in my life. Like his family is talking, and like it's obviously the family and the like. Yeah, yeah, we, we're very accepting of his persona and all this stuff, and it's just oh my god. I'll see if I can find that. I can't remember what who's what candidate it was though, because That's my memory fantastic. is absolutely terrible. I'm really, uh, I'm really striking out on Google today. I just have not been able to find anything that I look for. I'm looking for. Maybe that means we should start our podcast. <laughs> do you think that? Do you think that I'm losing my touch? Like, do you think? Because I used to be really good at Google, and I feel like I'm not good at Google anymore. I feel like has Google changed, or has, I, or have I? Oh, that's a good question. I think both of you have. Um, Google has already mined as First much off, information. How dare you? <laughs> Google's already mined as much information as it's ever going to from you, so it's no longer really interested in catering to your needs. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely what it is. It, 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 Google already knows way too much about me. Like, why do you keep yeah. looking at TVs that you can't afford, Jeremy? <laughs> I've been. Uh, I actually have been looking at TVs for the last couple of days. Uh-huh. Uh, cause I'm thinking about, um, upgrading the one in the living room going 4k, you know, yep, yep. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a 4k gamer. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I, no, I hundred percent. You didn't have to tell me that. I know that. Yeah. 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 Uh, so <laughs> I was looking, do you ever, do, do you ever research electronics before you buy them? I know you're not like a huge tech person. Uh, I but, try to a little bit, but mm-hmm. I'll, to, to be frank with you, a lot of that is either sending shit to you or sending shit to my friend, Steve. To okay. Have <laughs> you guys be like, just confirm if this is good or not. Is this okay? <laughs> Yeah. Um, but every, like, I don't buy TVs on a regular basis or anything. So, uh, I don't remember the last time I bought a TV. I think it might've been 2011. Um, mm-hmm. 
But every time I do it, you know, I, I'm a gamer, so I got to have low input lag, right? I don't want any of those yeah. weird post processing stuff. I need to have low uh-huh. low latency, low input lag. And uh, so I start on like the lengthy process of learning about all of the new TVs and all the like mind numbing jargon that they use. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I was like looking into an article about like what's the difference between OLED and smart LED. Yeah. And uh, I, I just found this weird that because I, I feel like this is this is going to end up on a um, maybe it already has with the Scooby with the Scooby Natural episode, but uh, an OLED stands for organic LED or light emi- <laughs> diodes. So like it's literal organic matter that are lighting up like tiny bits of like shit. I don't know what it is. Organic so, matter like lighting up and turning into a certain color. I just read that book Annihilation and I can tell you that that is not good what you were describing. <laughs> <laughs> Things don't end up well when we start using organic material yeah. to light our way. Ha- haven't seen the movie yet, but I can say it's not great in the book. <laughs> Uh yeah, so I I kind of want a TV with like living organic matter because <clears throat> that sounds dope. I'll take a peek at my TV, see what all this. I like my TV a lot, so. Mm-hmm. But then again, I'm also like I don't know anything, so that that also contributes to to my enjoyment. Have you been um, missing those uh, 360 no scopes? No, I never. I've never have. You've, you've never missed, or you've never gotten I'm, one. <laughs> never, uh, never. Well, you could say both are true. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, TVs—they're—they're they're not fun. No, um, but yeah, I mean, Shadow of the Colossus looked really. Good. I don't have a 4K PS4, but um, it would still do like HDR mode for certain things, and mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I didn't love it when it did it for Monster Hunter World. It seemed like it was a bit too much. Like I didn't have my settings right or whatever it was. But Shadow of the Colossus looked really great, so I was happy with that. Oh, I'm the nerd that has like uh, the the reference specs to to go in and like try <laughs> to get into the um the uh, manufacturer menu to adjust things on like the yeah, on the hardware yeah. level like I've, I've i've done that kind of stuff before um i was at one point i was very close close to buying they actually had a um a thing that you would hook onto the top of your tv that would press itself against a um certain part of the tv and then you would like put a disc in and it would like tell you like it would analyze your screen to tell you that's extreme, that's extreme. <laughs> and then i was like jeremy you're a person what are you doing this is not, <laughs> as Bobby would say, this is not person behavior. We shouldn't mm-hmm, do this. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Don't, uh, oh, hey, we got to talk about this so that I don't, um, interrupt the very sad podcast about it. But when the, uh, the Reaper tells Bobby that he's doing a good job, uh, of, uh, has done a good job living his life, that most people just sit around and watch Barney Miller reruns. Oh uh, sit me and i'm sorry chris i know i, I blew up your phone last <laughs> night i thought that you were you were high on pot brownies from the descriptions <laughs> that you were giving on it to to be fair that was not entirely your fault i was very wrapped up in my sims game so you were you were yeah which we, we need to update I'm, on sims in, here in a bit yeah i'll give you an update in a minute <laughs> So they, I, I was just very curious what a Barney Miller episode was. I'd never heard of it before. And I'm, I feel like I'm relatively educated on pop culture, right? Like I've, I've, I've at least heard of things. So uh, I go on YouTube and I, you know, Barney Miller. And the first episode that comes up is season three, episode 11, Hash. And this will be in the show notes, everybody. I highly recommend that you go and watch this. It's 27 minutes long, no commercials, which <laughs> seems ridiculous. Uh, but it's a sitcom, and it's like a, like it's set in a police station. 
and it's from the 70s or something and it's uh it's just extremely weird but the plot of this one episode is that the goofy kind of idiot cop guy brings brownies from his new girlfriend in um who he later finds out has been sleeping with somebody else but that's not really relevant to the story so he gives that's, everybody in the, the b plot <laughs> it's a b plot uh that's well, the same with just a plot line the, the b plot is actually two polish people who are mad at each other because the one polish guy did a bad job in a play and the other polish guy uh wrote wrote about how bad he did in the paper and then so they attack each other with sabers so that's oh a, my god <laughs> this episode was wild chris uh <laughs> So, the, the, of course, the brownies end up being pot brownies, and the entire precinct gets stoned, and it is just, it was just hysterical. <laughs> Abe, Abe Vigoda is in it for some reason? Like, that's a weird thing. <laughs> like, he, eyebrows first Vigoda, as I like to call oh him. Oh, my God. And he's he's got to be, you know, probably 85 or something in this thing, and he's, you know, doing that very um, kind of dour, <clears throat> I'm just mo- going through the motions type of life. And then... Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. There's a young the guy from Firefly whose name I forget. Um, the guy that played Shepard in Firefly. Mm-hmm. He he's like in his twenties or something, playing like oh, the, wow. the, the swab kind of swab swab kind of like you know dude with three piece suit looking good, charming ladies kind of kind of dude. And Chris, I just I fell over laughing at this damn thing. I don't know why. <laughs> I wasn't on pot brownies. I can say you that. stopped midway through an episode of Supernatural. Am I right? To I did. Watch yeah. this entire thing. <laughs> I was just going to watch a little. I just wanted to see what it was, and then yeah, I just I oh, left man. the Supernatural episode paused and just literally watched twenty seven minutes of this episode of Barney it's fascinating. Miller. Fascinating. It was, and it just it was just crazy. Like it was just really. It was actually really funny, especially once everybody gets super stoned and like the the main dude uh, has to like you know make sure all of his police guys get home safe or whatever uh, <laughs> but man it was just it was actually kind of like witty and had good jokes and man I just I really dug it <laughs> go, everybody go watch wow. this it's your homework wow and you go uh, so if you haven't already put in the theme music you can let it play while I talk about The Sims. Oh, no, no, no. That, the theme music will be playing throughout the entire time that I'm talking about the Barney the Miller. The entire episode. Because <laughs> the theme the song... The listener will have already heard it. The theme song is like three and a half minutes long. It's a long summer. intro. No wonder they pumped it up to 27 minutes instead of that usual 22, you know? It's the freaking intro. So, last time I told you about The Sims... Uh, I was playing. My, I don't know if I ever. I think I must have told you that my character's name was Aragorn. You did. Um, you did because I made fun of you on and, the on the Discord earlier. And Page, he was married to slash monster of the week for that Discord access. Yes, show. he was married to Haley, uh, who was the uh, postal worker. Anyway, a whole lot of things. They have five, five daughters. That's the, the long and the short of that. And it was too much for me to handle personally. So. I thought. Well, I don't want to completely abandon this. I spent a lot of time playing this game. So. I'm going to create a new sim in the same world, and I'm going to move them in next door. So that way I can still kind of interact with that family, check in on them, and I can actually just choose to play as them again, even though time is continuing on for them. Like, all the all the children are now growing up, so they're there, instead of babies, they went to toddlers, and now they're like kids, I guess. Um, Man, the more so you I tell me about the Sims, the, the less I understand about how the Sims game works as a game. It's just, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. Um... So I started this new guy, and he lives in the smallest house, and I was like, alright, his thing is that he's romantic. I've never done that before. He's family-oriented, because this time I'm gonna, like, do the family thing, I'm gonna do it right, and not, like, fuck around. Uh, he wants to be a best-selling author, and, uh, he's like a bookworm or some shit like that. Those are all the things I choose for him. And, uh, so, he just, 
I mean, I don't know how else to say. He's just a flirty motherfucker. Yeah, he yeah. is a real flirty. Well, if everybody he speaks to is like, ooh, wabba flabba, because they're speaking in, you know, Somalian or whatever the hell it's I mean, called. That's what I say to Autumn, you know, when it's, when it's, when yeah, it's, ooh, wabba flabba. It's Wednesday night and it's business time, you know, <laughs> wabba flabba. Like everybody that I meet, that my sim meets, I need to separate myself from my sim. They want a woohoo. So there's a lot of woohooing going on. So it's basically, he, he doesn't have a job. He just writes. And I've gotten to a point where I no longer even need to write. And I, just to cut this part short, I spent like a week with him just woohooing. He was dating married women. Hold he up. He was just, yeah. I have, I have a, what, woohooing? Can you? Yeah, woohooing. Is that, is that what I'm thinking it is? You know, Wednesday night and it's business time. Okay. Woohooing. Woo-hoo. Okay, cool. Uh, that's what it's called on The Sims. So he's got, you know, he's got his dope bachelor pad. He's dating Bella Goth, who's like, she seems very much like a desperate housewife. The Goth family is in all of The Sims games. Uh, but she's married to Mortimer Goth. Um, so. I mean, let me cut to the chase with that part, and then we'll move on from it. Wrap this up quickly. I've been I've been tweeting all about it. Twitter.com slash local Uh <laughs> They are so he's dating the Bella Goth. She's a hottie with a body. That you know, typical. She's she's an older woman. She's she's older than my character. Uh, but she's interested. He's interested. He's flirty. He's young. He's a baby faced. He's you know he's the new guy in town. He doesn't know any better. He's getting wrapped up in all these complicated relationships, and he's like, whoa! I just want to write books, man. Like I don't know what's going on. Uh. So finally, Bella's husband, Mortimer Goth, he passes away. He's dead now. Oh, uh, rip Mortimer. So that means, ring, ring, uh, my character gets the, his name is Leon, by the way, uh, Leon Croft, named after Leon from uh, Resident Evil and Lara Croft from Tomb Raider. Wait, do you ship Leon and <laughs> Laura? No, I just put them together, put their names together. Uh, as I as if they had, a, had a baby and named, her Le- and named him Leon Croft. Yeah, yeah, you know, I guess that's not a bad idea. Um, I'm sorry, please continue. The yeah, Sims, the uh, Sims if, sounds hysterical. If you're done challenging my ships, <laughs> I can continue. No, I mean, there's going to be um, some more kink shaming before this podcast is over. Yeah. So I get the call. Leon gets the call to go over to uh, Bella's house. And I'm like, oh boy, Mortimer's out of the picture. It's about time for me to inherit this mansion. You know what I mean? I go over, you know, she's sobbing, instantly sobbing because there's the the urn of her dead husband is just in the in the front hallway. So I walk in. She's crying. It's awkward. I, I select, you know, console her, try to brighten her day a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's all it takes. She's flirty. She wants to woohoo. So I'm like, all right, lady, you're in charge here. Uh, they go off to woohoo. Um, and yeah, you guessed it, Jeremy. Start woohooing, and who shows up? The ghost of Mortimer, her dead husband. Oh, he shit. He starts going, ooh, he starts smashing shit. He's going wild. He doesn't like what's going on here. My dude does not want to get ghost cucked, does he? <laughs> no, he does not want to get ghost cucked. No, 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 no. He does not want to get ghost cucked. Not at all. Ghost cucked is the name of this episode. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody, for naming this podcast Ghost Cut. <laughs> Is iTunes even going to allow that? <laughs> um, hey, Saw Report named so, our last podcast Bad Dragon Dick. I think we can t- t- do anything yeah, we want to. Yeah, that's probably fine. That's probably fine. Uh, we have an episode of Chomp Chain that was all about Bad Dragon Dicks. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, he, he's, this Ghost Cut situation going on right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. So he's getting pissed. And that's the least of my concerns, honestly, because while this is all happening, it's like late at night. Uh, Bella, I assume it's Bella's daughter, I don't remember her name, she goes to go to bed, she comes upstairs, opens the door, her mom and this guy who's younger than her are woohooing in her bed. 
And I just thought, this is a disaster. She's freaking out. She's going, oh, Wabba Flabba. That's my only Sims impression is Wabba Flabba. <laughs> Man, Wabba Flabba um, is one of those really, like, uh, versatile phrases that you can use in, like, yeah. <laughs> like the word fuck, right? The word fuck has a lot of right. different meanings exactly. depending on the context. Exactly. So, yeah. So she's pissed, and I'm like, this is a bad situation. Leon, go home. I'm clicking the go home button. Go home. Go home. Get out of here. So Mortimer, he is Mortimer, just, Mortimer the ghost cock is still, like, ro- running around? She's still tossing shit. His ghost has turned from green to red. It's not good. Okay. It's a whole thing. <laughs> So, I'm like, damn, that was a lot. This is uh, a really, this is, I mean, this, I, this is a real, like, supernatural kind of thing that you have going. Because there's, on one floor, there's a lot of fucking, and on another floor, there's a lot of haunting. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those, those I told the, you, I went on a date at the at the club, and there were several ghosts at the club, mm-hmm. haunting the place. And I was, like, on the dance floor, like, trying to, like, boogie it up and, like, make some new friends. Because, you know, my sim needed some social time. And uh, there was just ghosts, and they were, like, dancing, too. And I was like, am I about to kiss a ghost? Like, am I about to woo with it? But it didn't happen. It didn't seal the deal. So I decided, you know, Leon, what are you doing, buddy? What, what is this, sleeping with a married woman or, like, you know, a widow and her daughter? Like, this is not right, man. you got to know that. you got to stop being the town booty call, and you got to start, like, thinking about you, thinking about what you want, and not just... Being this person, Leon you know? sounds like he's a relationship chameleon right now. Like he's he's yeah, he just yeah, gets yeah, into yeah. whatever his partner is into, whether that's like you know ba- boned down in front of a ghost husband or right or, or like or Battlestar Galactica or, or like or, ba- or Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely one of the two things. <laughs> it's one of those two. So you know he's right. just I'm I'm thinking what is what is this guy doing? So first I mean at this point he's he's written so many bestsellers that he's never going to have to write another book or work a day in his life. That's just the facts. So I start having, during the day, he's going to the gym, he's meeting new people, and uh, he runs into this this cool uh, punk rock girl. And they're, they're hitting it off. Things are going well. And I'm like, hey, maybe uh, maybe he could, uh, she's a little bit more of a serious person. She has the genius trait. So she's she's not going to just like, woohoo and screw, you know what I mean? Like, you're gonna. You have to take this this person seriously. This person demands your respect, Leon. Uh, and looking back, you know they all they all really demanded his respect, but he he wasn't mature enough to give it to them. Hold on, hold on. I'm just just when you said that, it made me think of a phrase. Is, could you say "wham woohoo" and then "screw"? Like wham that, woohoo and screw. Yeah, yeah like wham, no, 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 for there. sure. Yeah, yeah, I don't absolutely. Know if that works or not. <clears throat> absolutely. Uh, so they're you know they're getting to know each other, but. This time I'm, I'm deciding, you know, Leon's not woohooing with anybody else until he can figure his shit out. Um, but later that day, I'm traveling around. I'm trying to visit different places. And uh, I don't know if I've, I've mentioned this before. Leon is very interested in uh, inheriting a mansion. He's, you know, he might be like flirty, flirty boy on the, on the surface, but really he's kind of a gold digger. And by gold digger, I mean mansion digger. He wants a mansion. So later, I'm, you know, I'm kind of scoping out the neighborhood and I, and I show up at this mansion. Uh, this is the mansion that Aragorn actually had his wedding at. And I'm like, man, I really like this place. Wouldn't it be neat to live here? Who answers the door? The punk rock girl that he met at the gym. She lives at this mansion. Her parents are dead. Score, number one. Uh, no, nobody on. to... How does, how does The Sims video game relate to you that, mm-hmm. that punk rock girl is... Punk rock girl's parents are dead? Like, is there... Because there's, there's two graves. Right, right. Uh, oh, <laughs> okay. Just like you do. Okay, cool. Yeah, and it has their <laughs> names on them. <laughs> They're dead as fuck. Um, okay, cool. That's a good So way. I come in, and we start, you know, we're hanging out. They're like, dancing, and like, they're having a good time. He cooks Wubba. for dinner. Wubba, they, they, don't, they don't even woohoo. 
even though she's incredibly flirty because he has that effect on everybody. Uh, but I'm like, no, we're taking this slow. We're going to hang out. And then suddenly I see the option to propose. And I'm like, what? Things are moving fast. And I'm like, no, 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 we're not. Do- this is too much. And then I just, I click, I click again to have them do whatever. And then I see, uh, the option to move in, ask to move in is there. And I was like, does that mean I'm asking her to move in with me or asking if I can move into this dope ass mansion with no parents? Uh, so I clicked ask to move in and she was like, yeah, wobba flobba, my dude. Uh, so it goes to this menu and it was suddenly like, you want to like sell all the stuff at your old house and move in? Or do you want to have her sell all her stuff and move in? And I was like, yeah, I'm moving into this fucking mansion. Are you kidding me? This is place is dope. At the same time, I realized that she has a younger brother who lives there. Oh, no. And I was like, I don't remember seeing him. I was here this whole time. But yeah, uh, that's sure fine. So I agree to move a real, in. A real wubba blocker. Am I right? A real wubba blocker. I, I agree to move in. I graciously accept her offer to move into her gigantic mansion. Uh, immediately, I take her parents and I put them outside because I'm like, you guys keep walking up to the front hallway and you're crying and it's kind of killing my vibe here. And that's what I'm starting to realize. I was like, is Leon fucked up? Like, is he dark? <laughs> is, he, is, he little, is he a little messed, messed am, up? Am I a monster? Am I suddenly about to become a monster? Like, what's about to happen here? And I, I validated that fleeting kind of thought in the back of my head immediately because i'm taking care so now now i have control over everyone who lives in the household not just leon so uh kendall that's that's the girl's name i'm like she's gonna like start uh painting she works out all the time she's gonna get level 10 in fitness like forget about it she's gonna be a painter she's gonna pursue all these things that she wants to do um what's your what's your real life level of fitness right now chris what would you say because uh, i'm like, about like a I'm negative two, I think is what I'm yeah, maybe maybe like maybe like a one, two, something like that. Uh, it's been a long winter, you know what I'm saying? So uh I'm just letting those two pursue their dreams. They're falling in love, it's beautiful. Uh we've claimed the master bedroom, that's a whole thing. Uh I am sold everything in the brother's bedroom and turned it into my office and locked the door on him so he can't get in there anymore. Um because I don't need him using my computer when I'm trying to write. So uh, there's all that going on, and then I realize there's this, this miserable little brother hanging around who is miserable because I'm not taking care of him because I'm, I'm not I'm like, who are you? I'm not playing as you. And so I was like, you, you know, you need to get a job. You need to be out of this house. You're not happy here. So I just decided I, was make him, I would make him an astronaut. He can just fuck off to space, and we'll see what happens there. Um, while the brother was off at work or in space, I don't, I, frankly, I don't know where he, where he was. Uh, that's none of my concern. <laughs> I make him breakfast every morning. Probably That's at good the enough. pawn shop trying to get his fucking CD player back because <laughs> you yeah, sold all that shit. Try to get himself written back into the will. Uh, <laughs> he so he's off doing that. Oh my god, for thirty five minutes in. All right. Um, while he's gone, we decide we're getting married. We have this big, huge wedding. Uh, for some reason, there was a bug, and it would not let us get married when we were at the wedding. It said that uh, Kendall worked for Leon, and they were like, "That's not cool." And I was like, I agree, that's probably not an appropriate work relationship to have. But she doesn't work for me. Neither of them have jobs. Uh, I looked it up online. Turns out, like, if you, you have to end all your other relationships, and uh, that can help with, like, dealing with this bug or whatever. So I had to call over, like, seven girls. And they're, it's like, hey, look, everyone's coming over for to hang out. Great. And I was like, yeah, great, you say. Uh, but then just one by one had to be like, hey, let's just be friends. Hey, let's just be friends. Everybody was remarkably cool about it. Uh, and then I went up to uh, Kendall, and unfortunately at the same time that I clicked this command, she walked into the bathroom, so I followed her into the bathroom, and then it just said elope immediately, so they got married in the bathroom. They said their vows in the bathroom, and now they're happily married. Uh, and that's that's where the story ends. That's a real Jim well, and Pam no, moment. That's a real Jim and that's Pam That's the Jim of, and Pam moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. 
Um, I mean, it's not where the story ends, but then, so, Uh while getting to know her throughout all this, I found out that she she has the genius trait, as I revealed previously. Mm -hmm. She also has the evil trait, so she is an evil genius. Sometimes when we're sitting there eating dinner, this nice, um, whatever that I've cooked up for her, she's sitting there, and she just starts maniacally laughing. And I'm like, (laughs) that is troubling. (laughs) That is troubling. Like 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 but Dark I just Souls decided NPC kind of maniacal laughter. One hundred percent like that. Mm-hmm. So I've been, I'm trying to have this mansion. I'm trying to outlive everybody here, which I can do because I can have potions of youth. Um, so that's not an issue. But I just decided, you know, let's lean into this. Let's find out what this phase of my life is going to bring me. To bring Leon. Uh, let's let's find out what happens when you lean into the evil genius trait. And uh, so that's where I'm at right now. I saved it last night. So hopefully next week I'll have an update that doesn't take 35 minutes to get out. <laughs> no, I, I think that's the... Uh, somebody on Twitter, uh, it might have been Niz, um, pointed out that you should do this. You should go through a whole Sims phase on uh, on your other podcast, the Pretenders Guild. <laughs> on Pretenders Guild? Yeah. yeah. I think that'd be dope. <clears throat> that would be really fun. <laughs> I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is an awkward pause. <laughs> was that? Yeah, you cut off you cut off a little bit, but then I realized, oh, that's what he just said. <laughs> Extremely good. Uh, I have to get All some right, water. I'm going to go pee. Yeah, so we yeah great. Let's break. do that, and we'll be back. Right. Sweet. Hello, everybody, and welcome to ASMRJ. They got cut off because Chris is back from peeing. See you next time. Please like and subscribe. All right. Uh, do you want to do a podcast? Yeah, we should do that. I'll try to. Wow. I can't believe I told that Sim story for so long. I'm like losing my voice now. <laughs> I don't know why you are cutting out so much. It was perfectly fine the whole time that I was blabbering on about The Sims. And now I'm in and out. Let me... Yeah. I didn't change. my end. I didn't change anything. I mean, I can hear you perfectly fine now, so I guess we can just keep rolling. Cool. Yeah. If it... Uh. I mean... If we do you want to just do a quick disconnect and reconnect just since, since we're talking about it? Might as well. Might as well. Whoa. <clears throat> Spiking those those waveforms. That's what you were doing Sorry. right there. Sorry, everybody. <clears throat> What's going to be our new song for this episode? What's our sad song for this? Oh it can't God. be that. 
<laughs> I could just be torn again because Jesus Christ, <laughs> it's gonna be torn again. Who am I kidding? <laughs> uh, you know what you just gave, you just you know what you just made me do. You just made me think uh, I should go through and find out all of the positive things we said about Bobby and cut those into a big long montage. Stop it! No, <laughs> <laughs> I should go through sixty something episodes. Um, okay. <laughs> Don't we have an intern yet? <laughs> Please, somebody go do this for me. Somebody, like, just make a Wikipedia where and time code all of our episodes where we talk about things. Thank you. Wabba flabba.